Every day, I am getting one step closer to having another healthy baby, and Caraway Home is helping me do that. Their ceramic, naturally slick surface cookware allows you to cook with minimal butter. Uh, they're very easy to clean, just a little warm water, you wipe it down. And the best part is, is that Caraway products are made without any toxic materials like BFASs, BTFEs, and a bunch of other things like I can't even pronounce. So you don't have to worry about that. Um, right now, visit Caraway wayhome.com slash TSFS to take advantage of this limited time offer for 10% off your next purchase. This deal is exclusive to my Sarah Fraser Show listeners. So visit carawayhome.com slash TSFS or use code TSFS at checkout. Caraway, non-toxic cookware made modern. It's time for you to see what all the fuss is about, read about their five-star reviews and why so many TSFS fans buy Caraway Home. Order now. Tonight, only on Disney Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Does anyone here know the lyrics? Prove it. Taylor Swift: The Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tonight, only on Disney Plus. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. All right, Natasha. Yay, Natasha, our monthly monthly check-ins that we love. I know, I'm so excited. I was just reading a message. I don't know if you saw it that both of us got from somebody on Instagram. She was like, why are you doing this once a month? I miss my weekly episodes, but... All right. Well, maybe when our favorite sponsor, David Rubin, comes back, we'll we'll have to go bi-monthly because, you know, and then we'll have David on. You know, we love David Rubin. Rubin Law is our favorite. So, so basically, once we can start making a little bit of money, we will do this more often exactly. is, is the translation. Right, right. Because, I, you know, we love it, but we are busy mamas, busy, busy mamas. And I, I was just saying to you, like, it's been so KJ. Really, nothing is wrong. Like all is good, but it just seems like every day I get a message now from KJ's daycare. Like last week, he got bit because he took a toy from a friend, and then the little boy came up and like bit him, and like he had a whole bite mark. So that was like a whole thing. <laughs> then apparently, KJ wants to wrestle the kids in his class. So they keep reiterating to us at home. They're like, gentle play. Like if you could say to him, gentle hands, friends, gentle play. And Dan's like, he's two and a half. Do you know how ridiculous that is with the little boy? That's like teaching a puppy, like gentle hands, puppy. We don't do that. It's it's impossible. It goes against their genetics. No biting. Biting crosses the line. No kicking, hitting, and biting. But if He's not doing those three. I think it's fair game. You're doing good. Well, and, you know, I mean, they they say, you know, he he's trying to wrestle the friend, you know, his friends and some of them are That's biters. And I'm like, well, you know what? If he wrestles a friend and the friend bites him, what's he ex- ex- expect? You know, then he's going to learn. Like, don't go Lesson wrestle. Learned. Yeah. 
your friends don't want to be wrestled and they're upset and then they bite you, there you go. So anyway, but this school, the little date, and then he had picture day. So uh, this is the kiss of death. You already know this as an experienced mama, but I was so excited for picture day. I gave him a bath that morning, did his hair, and I made the the fatal mistake of ironing his outfit. Like I actually ironed it. I know. You went all out. All out. Okay. Okay. All for nothing. He gets there and he refuses to take a photo. He doesn't want to take a photo. He won't. So they text us and they, but Dan and I were both in the middle of like podcasts and meetings and they go, if you want a picture, you have to come down here and help because he won't sit for the photographer. So we got no photo. And instead, I didn't even know that JCPenney was still open, but we got a little JCPenney code to go have pictures taken. So I'm like, Dan, let's go do a family like JC Penny picture, like it's like the old school where like all three of you were like turned yes. to the side a little bit, and it's like a profile all looking off in the distance, smiling with a fuzzy background. I like, love it. We've old got school. It. So anyway, it was just an amazing week. And then he went to the pediatrician. He had his two and a half year checkup, and they were like, he weighs thirty four pounds and he's three feet. Like he's a tank. And <laughs> oh, anyhow, it was good. And so. It's good. All is well. But you know, you know how it goes. It's just like, oh, of course, little boys. I mean, I was telling you this before when he was younger, like when he just turned two. wait until three. I feel like three to four and a half or five is the hardest with a little boy. Really? They're just psychos. They're sweet psychos, but they're freaking psychos. Yeah. Just it's so much energy and everything is physical. Yeah. Everything with a little boy is physical, you know? Yeah. But yeah, it's so it's true versus little girls, right? Who just don't, they don't have that, I don't know, they don't need that. No, it's all emotional manipulation <laughs> instead of physical. <laughs> all right. Well, everybody wants to hear, like, get caught up on your life, what's happening with the girls. Because, you know, the last time we checked in, they just started school. They weren't, well, I think Sam, like, wasn't loving it. Or maybe it was Soph. Anyway, one of them, like, wasn't yeah. loving it. I think Harry was liking it. Where's everybody at with school? Every, I mean, not no crazy updates there. Sophia's finally, you know, kind of embraced that she's like the eighth grader, like the big man on campus. So she's enjoying that now. It's her first time going to school without her sister. So that was a rough start, but she's she's settling in nicely now. She's actually killing it, to be honest, with like grades and stuff. Super proud of her. Um, Harry loves his school. He loves kindergarten. He's like thinks he's a grown-up now. He's like, I'm in kindergarten, mom. <laughs> Come on. Oh. Um, and Sam's still, you know, oh gosh, it's tough. I I'm I'm going, I oh, I know other parents have gone through this. So like they must have. There's no way I'm the first. Like, where do you figure out if where's the line when you decide a school is not the right fit? Like how long do you keep pushing them to give it some time, you know, you'll make friends, you'll, it'll be a good fit. This is a great school versus kind of listening to your kid that they don't want to be there anymore. Like how long do you give that before you actually think, should we try a different school, which would be a massive change, you know, and starting all over somewhere else. And so I don't know, that's kind of the limbo we're living in. She's still only a couple months in, but I, it is where I'm starting to wonder, like, is this going to work out? I don't know. Did I make a mistake with this one? That's so hard. That, that's good, right? You're always second guessing your decisions. And 
everything, everything. Am I told, am I fucking up my kids? That's what motherhood comes down to every day. A different question. And I was, how am I fucking up my kids today? Right. Well, yeah. But don't you, I mean, I've just really realized from observing other parents that no matter what you do, even if you give your kids like this stable home, like you say something, you do something that impacts them one way or the other. You know what I mean? Like every child needs therapy because no matter what you do, they really, I mean, you know, if you give them this idyllic childhood and you shelter them, then they, their big complaint is, well, you sheltered me from everything, you know? So it's like, well, what am I supposed I to do? Okay. You know, then if you have a lot of trauma and turmoil in your house, then they have, they're impacted by that. I mean. Everybody ends up in therapy one way or another. Exactly. Exactly. So save for therapy. That's my advice. <laughs> I'm giving you content, kid. What are you going to talk to your therapist about? Exactly. You're welcome. Um, um, yeah, listen, I want to talk to you about something else that's going on today. Like I desperately need some advice and guidance here. So of course I turn to you and the thousands of people listening, but I don't even know where to start with this. I mean, I called you, you and I talked about this offline some, and it's crazy. It's crazy, right? Like from the bit I told you. I, yeah. I mean, I don't even know. It's funny. I, yeah. Yeah. Like you, you are somebody where I, so for some reason, things from your past, like keep coming up when they should be like <laughs> dead and <laughs> not torturing you anymore and well, yet that's what that's yeah you just summed it up in a nutshell so basically I recently found I'm, I'm choosing my words delicately here because I haven't decided how much I want to go public with this um I recently found evidence of something that I knew was going on for years like I knew for from about like 2013 up until 2021 that I was being stalked, harassed, followed in different ways. But I never exactly knew how or who, like there would just be cars driving past my house, cars pulling in my driveway, people taking strange men taking pictures. And then a couple times like no going on follow the thing that really messes you with being harassed in that way is catch it a couple times but then it messes with your head that it's always happening you know for years i had this paranoia of is somebody following me you know is somebody is that yeah. car that's you know parked outside is it for me or not so that that went on for years but i was never actually able to prove it and recently and going through you know all of the stuff that I've inherited, I found like rock solid evidence. And so I'm kind of faced with now, do I want to dredge this back up? But there's the the part of me that's just like insanely angry and is like, you guys just went and moved on with your life and what you did was wrong. And now I have the power to, t- to show everybody your true selves. But the flip side of that is, for the first time in many years, I am living in peace and happiness. You know, all I ever wanted through all those horrible years for my girls was to just have a stable, peaceful home. I just wanted peace for myself. Um, And we finally have that. So I'm very torn between when is it okay? (laughs) When, yeah, like, do you almost pursue to to let your past back in? Like, should you ever let your past back in? 
But if you have a chance for justice, is it worth it? I call him the Nozempic Ben on Ozempic doctor. I'm talking about Dr. Applin and his wife who founded My Optimal Body. I am so happy about this. These are the first mindful eating-based doctors I have ever partnered with. They see patients nationwide, and they are seeing more patients who have been on Ozempic, and Ozempic has failed for them. What makes My Optimal Body so unique, and why am I endorsing them? It's because Dr. Applin actually looks at food additives, your, your addiction to food, your mental health. They do a whole look at you, including your gut health. Many of Dr. Applin's patients are working out, restricting their diets, and still gaining weight. Why is that? Because something's going on in your body and with your mind. Visit MyOptimalBody.com to request an appointment. Be sure to tell them the Sarah Fraser Show sent you so you can qualify for a free personalized assessment, plus a bonus free 30-day supply of their gut repair product when you sign up for a customized plan. Again, that's MyOptimalBody.com to request an appointment. How about getting up to five hours of your life back when you sign up for Hungry Root meal prep and delivery service? I'm obsessed. I have ta- I've tried a lot of meal prep boxes. This is one of my favorites. In fact, I actually emailed the client to see if I can get like a year's supply. <laughs> They're like, Sarah, use your own damn code. Anyway, right now, I want you to go to HungryRoot.com slash TSFS because you are getting 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. The average Hungry Root customer saves five hours a week. Ah, that was us. On top of that, um, you can pick from vegetarian, keto, meat, anything that you like. Right now, Hungry Root is offering TSFS listeners 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. As I mentioned, just go to HungryRoot.com slash TSFS to get 40% off your first delivery and get those free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash TSFS. Also, don't forget to use my link so Hungry Root knows who sent you. Yeah. Making everyone happy on vacation isn't easy, but you know what is? Going to Aruba. All you have to do is walk out your door to find pristine pools, relaxing white sand beaches, and an island teeming with outdoor activities that'll put a smile on any face. You won't just feel great, you'll all feel great, filled with a calmer, more peaceful vibe that radiates Aruba's warmth. And the best part is, it never fades. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your family trip at aruba.com. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, no, it totally does. It totally it totally does. Because here's the thing. It's not just, there's there are basically two separate types of people that I found this about. There are professionals in the family court system that I now know we're doing illegal acts, like prosecutable, illegal stalking and harassing. And I have the proof to sue them, to file complaints against them, to get them taken out of their different professional industries. And that one feels really justified because it's like, I don't want them doing this to somebody else. They got away with it. And yeah, I want them to be punished for it. But I also don't want, there's no reason they don't, they aren't doing it to other women, you know, whose rich husbands are paying them to, you know, destroy the woman in a custody case. There's no reason they would just stop after they did it to me. So that feels justifiable. But then there's this other set of people, two people that, They didn't do anything illegal that I know of, but it was highly unethical. And they just now are very successful and living their lives and have everybody convinced that they are these good people, you know, 
making lots of money, being happy and good when I now, I have this like, I don't know if I call it a weapon or I don't know if I just call it evidence. I don't know what to call it that shows who they really are. That one feels a little more like revenge than justice, but I don't know. Is it justice because they should pay for what they did to me? So that's what I'm really struggling with now because where I'm at in my life right now, I'm trying to be very conscious of what negativity I invite in. I'm very protective of my mental health and my sanity and my peace of mind and so extremely protective of keeping life peaceful for the girls. But then again, like what example do I want to set for them of what a woman should do, what a strong woman should do? Does she just roll over and let people get away with this? Does she, is she a great Avenger or does it take more strength to walk away? So this is, this is where I'm stuck at. I'm praying on it like day and night because my faith is like, yeah, you have good that's faith. fighting light. Yeah, you have amazing faith. I don't know. I'm really stuck here. No, not sure what to do next. Well, how much I want to invite the past back in. I mean, look, knowing your faith, like, and how much God has really guided you, I know that that an answer will be presented to you, like 100%. I mean, even that story you told of your grandmother, I think, in her prayer group with your um, finalizing your divorce, right? Your your most recent divorce, like the clarity that your grandmother got in her prayer group and gave you and then how that like prayer prayed out, like played out in real life. I know you you do have a real strong connection to God. So he will give you a good answer. I would say go with that. Like you're very good at going with your gut. I don't know because I think one of the things I admire about you and I think that a lot of people do since you told your story a year ago is that I think by you really going there, being so truthful, I think you've helped a lot of people that you don't even know that you've helped. And, you know, the all the positive, all the people that reached out to us and going, oh my God, you know, I, I can't believe what you guys lived through or people that even came back to us and said, I'm so sorry. I thought that, you know, people on that show or, or that show was different and i sorry for what you went through and that I doubted you. I mean, I don't know. I do think there's something to, especially in this time, right? Because I think 50 years ago, women, we didn't have voices. You weren't really believed. Um, and there wasn't this microphone for us to say, hey, this this is the truth of what's happened. And everything you've said is truthful because, by the way, if it wasn't, you and I both would be sued. And P.S., we've never heard from a single soul. And why is that? Yeah. Because it's the truth. And people know that. So, yeah. but, you know, I don't, I get what you mean. It's kind of like do you, you, you've gotten to this beautiful place, the kids are thriving, you have this beautiful new house you're in. I don't know. I mean, and it's really hard. It's really, it's a really tough call. And yet a little bit, it's like, you know, yeah, you should tell people because then it's like, first of all, they might, these people could do it again to someone else. Like you said, the professionals and even these non-professional people that did this to you could absolutely do it. So is it a great warning for others? Um, I, you know, I don't know. But at the same time, I know what you're saying. You're going to get backlash, right? Because you're going to put this out and people are going to try to paint you as like, she's lying. Well, part, I don't even care about that part. Okay. That part's, listen, I lived through the, when I, I was going through the worst of the hell and having like the 
DC Urban Moms blog totally trashed me because they only heard what was being presented by, you know, the the morning show. And and if so, I just I don't even care about that part anymore. It's it's more Sarah like I want to do I want to do what's right. I want to I want to do what's what's right for me and what's right for my girls and for Harry for for our family. And I I do have this like deep calling to want to use my story to help other women. And so then I think like, wow, if I now fight for justice, now that I like have this hard evidence that I can, is that going to be empowering to other women to see that they can do it too? Or is that necessary? I don't know. The part with the professionals, like I'm dead set on that one. Cause that just, there's no way they're not doing it to other women and they need to be, they need to be stopped. Yeah. For. Yeah. You need to put it on record. What I'm thinking about is the, the other people who, who were seeing and harassing me like flat, full stop, like the legal definition of stalking was happening and I can prove it now, but what good is that going to do to blow up their lives now? It, I mean, would it make me feel good? Uh, Yeah. It would because they were powerful and I had no voice and you have no idea what it was like to live through seeing this side of these people and then seeing the side they present to the world, that they are just these good, happy people and everybody falls in love with them and they have all these fans and followers that think they're amazing when I was seeing their evil side. And I couldn't do anything about it because it was just my words against theirs. And now I can. But should I? Just because you can doesn't always mean you should. I don't, yeah, I'm really stuck on it. And then, so just because you and I are totally transparent, I was listening to um, one of Riley's podcasts this morning before we did this. Every once in a while, I'll, if, listen, I'm just like everybody else. If I see somebody talking about the years of the Kane show and the morning show, I get curious too. I want to hear like what their take is on it. And yeah, she and I have never spoken about it. So I was listening to her. She was trying to, this is just my take. She was trying to talk about like basically the people that got her shoved off the show, but for legal reasons, she can't name names. She can't get into it, you know, between you and Danny and her, you guys all have these like either NDAs or limitations on what you can say. I don't have shit. Yeah. I could say anything I want to. Yeah. I can post text messages and photos and whatever because I don't have any limitations on that. But again, just because I can doesn't mean I should. All right. Got to thank. Dr. Will Neem at Horizon Fibroids. Ladies, so many of you listen to this podcast episode. You love NatCat. You are in the D.C. region, and many of us have fibroids. Fibroids can create long periods, heavy periods, fertility issues, and fibroids can start in your 20s, 30s, 40s, and get worse. Some women have fibroids so badly, they're getting monthly blood transfusions because they're losing so much blood over fibroids. Lots of times, too, you think the only way to treat them is with a hysterectomy. Don't do that without seeing Dr. Will Neem. He accepts almost all insurance. He has multiple locations in Maryland, including Rockville, Frederick, Gaithersburg. Horizonfibroids.com is the website. You can make an appointment there. You can check and see if he takes your insurance. And if you're listening to this and you've moved away from the DMV and you have fibroids, he even has telehealth appointments. Go to Horizonfibroids.com, see Dr. Will Neem, tell him the Sarah Fraser Show podcast sent you. 
Okay, we need like a live chat at this point for someone to weigh in because because I go back and forth because, uh, you know, this is what I know about my years on The Kane Show and the people that are on the show and some of them that are still on the show is what happened there is so bizarre and is so, like I worked for Fox 5 for years, okay? I can tell you right now, nothing like what happened at The Kane Show ever happened at Fox 5, ever. With my coworkers, with my bosses, of course, you know, did, you know, whatever. You didn't like some of their decisions or, you know, a boss could be short with you or something. But I mean, like, it took me years to realize that the way that Hot 99.5 operated was not normal. I didn't, I thought that that was how a work environment was. I mean, so in that way, it is almost like... I, you know what keeps coming to my mind for you is I just had this guy on my show named Bill Marler who has dedicated his life. He's a longtime food safety attorney. And mm-hmm. his whole mission is to get salmonella out of chicken, which is – you're like, how the fuck is this equating What a life to, mission. You're like, how is this equating to my life, Sarah, about a guy getting salmonella out of chicken? But anyway, he's – you know, it's still legal in this country for grocery stores to sell salmonella. And every year it kills, you know, thousands, mostly older people, but sometimes children, or it makes children so sick they're on dialysis for the rest of their lives, right? There's no need of it. And he goes up against huge companies that, that they don't want to regulate salmonella because it's more money. It means, you know, more money out of their pocket and they don't want to answer to their shareholders. But every year he goes back and does it. And some years he feels like, Exposing these people does nothing because people still buy their shit and still and then some years it like his work is monumental, which is how he got E. coli out of all of our ground beef across the country 20 years ago. And it just it keeps coming to mind because he's a person that people call him every name in the book. They say, oh, you're a money, you're a money grabber. You just want to sue Whole Foods. And he's like, no, I'm doing this because there are real victims This is really happening to people that they're getting so sick off of food that they are handicapped the rest of their lives. And to me, a little bit about Hot 99.5 is like, yeah, you can let it go. But also, if they've done that to us, which they've done it to – look at all the women and Sammy Kay. I mean, then – there, people still work there. They're probably still doing it. You know, is that right to just say – to your point, to just let it go – because, you know, it, it's easier to let it yeah. go, you know. But know. if you can and impact one person yeah. in the future, it's like, is it worth it? And that's sort of Bill's mission. Like if I can save one person's life three years from now yeah. or one six-year-old who eats, you know, chicken that was undercooked, hasn't it all been worth it? Yeah. And that's, you know, with, with going against the professionals, that, that line is very clear to me because, man, the way that they just ruined my life and the, the horrible pain of being separated from my children and the trauma that they're still working through and they're going to work through for the rest of their lives, the thought of another woman being put through that makes my blood boil. And I know I can make a difference there. So that there it's clear with the people that are in the industry, you know, they're just assholes who did some really, really shitty, unethical things. I'm not saving any lives by exposing them, but 
I don't know. That's where it comes into. Well, how do you know? I mean, I don't I don't believe in revenge, but I do believe in justice. But wouldn't revenge be trying to go out of your way to hurt these people in some way? I mean, if you're just saying, look, this is what happened. These are the people that did it. um, And this is just, you know, this is what I discovered. And this is disappointing. I mean, that's not seeking revenge. I mean, that's they did it. Yeah, they did. And it was really, this is where like, I don't like inviting back in a lot of these memories and, and it's, it's tough, but man, like seeing, I don't want to get emotional, but like seeing the conversation, seeing the photos of me in a parking lot with my mom and the girls, like having a happy time, not knowing there was literally somebody in the bushes taking pictures of us and then sending it back to their boss. Like seeing that, it just, I'm shaking right now. Like it brings, it brings the trauma back. So I got, I have to be very careful about. No, it makes me angry too much. I want to let that back in, but at the same time, like, dude, why, why am I going to let you get away with that? And then I have questions about is the radio station responsible for what their morning show was doing? You know, are they responsible for what their almost entire staff, at least three people on their hit show were doing? Not when they were on the air, but when they were off the air, like they knew, they definitely knew that this was going on. I don't know. I don't know. That's like, I, I I know. I'm really worked up right now. Like who, I don't know who well, needs to pay. Take a break. And, you know, you you are so good, like you said, about relying on your faith. Your faith never lets you down. So, you know, think about it. You don't have to make any decisions today. And I know, and even you talking about it, right? I'm riled up. I'm like, I want justice now. You know, I mean. It now, like I see it now when it's like, oh gosh, it just makes me so angry. Like I see the the morning show now and these people that are just like getting all they're just getting so much money and laughs and like it's this wholesome thing when these people have an evil side i i mean i don't know how at this point unless it's like new listeners don't go listen sarah sammy danny riley like look mel. at all these people that mel yes like that it got shoved out and were silenced and couldn't say anything. There's something, there's a tyrant here behind the scenes and there were two tyrants. There was one tyrant who I've forgiven because wow. he was sick and he needed help. And I've gotten to the point where I can honestly say I have nothing but love for Peter. Like I've forgiven it all. I've let it all go. I talk to him all the time. Like he was, he was so sick. And with the more I've seen, the more I really realize how sick he was. What's y'all's, the rest of you, what's y'all's excuse? You're not suffering from a crippling mental illness. Like, you're just being evil. Okay, I hope people reach Ooh. out to you that have better better advice or have Ugh. advice for us. Yeah, shake it off. Shake it off. Yeah, shake shake it, off. it off. Um so yeah, that's that's where I'm at. You know, 
And for anybody who says like, oh my gosh, beating a dead bush, like the bush keeps coming back into my life. <laughs> but well, you know, maybe that's a reason why I'm too. at a point I mean, now where I need to make a decision of, do I want to follow this road and possibly find it, finally find justice? Will that justice give me peace? Or do I walk away from it? And that will, that'll give me peace. That's the crossroads I'm at today. I think pray on it. Talk to yeah. your kids and your family about it. See what they, oh, you know. My family's riled up. <laughs> the women in my family are prayer warriors. All right. But when they, like it brings back all of their frustration and hurt and anger that what happened in the past happened to me. And it shouldn't have. So that they they're they're riled up, but you know, it's a Hispanic family. Well, I, I don't. I mean, I'll say this. I mean, you obviously talk to your your family. I don't think I don't think you're seeking revenge because revenge would be like trying to do something to these people, like to really hurt them. I mean, if you did anything, well, is that what I, is that what I'm doing though? No, you're exposing what they did. They they did this. You're not you're not like revenge would be like going out of your way to uh, to okay, like revenge would be you hiring private investigators and stalking these people and making them feel like someone's always on their shoulder or watching, you know, or looking at them in the bushes. That would be revenge. To me, you just saying this this is what has happened this what is what happened to me and these people did this like that's not i don't think that's revenge i think that's just again you another chapter of your truth because it is the truth and then you're not dictating where the chips fall because the other part of this is you might put this out and things may continue to just be great for these people like absolutely nothing i always believe in karma i always believe in karma um but Sometimes karma takes 25 years. So I don't know. You know, you might do this and everyone's like, okay, well, oh, well. Yeah. So it's really, I think, you decide with you, your family, talk to God, see what, you know, you know, does it just give another woman or someone going into a job environment or potentially somebody that's going to go into that job environment? Because I said to you, you know, I've had some recent things happen and I'm always like, do you warn people about a bad, a toxic work environment? I mean, do you tell them the truth or do you let them find out? Oh my gosh, no. Like if if you knew somebody in the industry that was thinking about climbing on board that ship, I would tell them, jump overboard right now. Get your life preserver, swim back to shore as fast as <laughs> no, you can. No, I, I agree with you. Especially I agree with you. if you're a woman, I mean, run. Yep. I agree with you a hundred percent. Oh, it's so screwed up. Do you have a good, um, like attorney too, like somebody that can advise you? I am, I'm currently talking to a couple of attorneys. I would run it by them too, just to say, Hey, you know, but because a lot of what was done was flat out illegal. You cannot, I didn't know this before. I didn't know that it was illegal in Maryland to put a GPS tracking device on someone's car. I cannot even believe that someone. Unless like the it gets a little murky on if it's like your ex-husband doing it to you, but he's on the title of the car or he, you know, you co-sign the car, then it gets like a little, a little murky, but 
if this is years later, because this was going on up until 2021, that I, my cars were still being tracked daily. Like years later, no custody suit going on. Everybody's moved on with their lives. I'm remarried, have another child, still trackers on my car. Like that is, that's illegal. That's stalking period in Maryland. Ugh. So yeah, like that one, that one is so much more clear. I, the well, other people think about involved, it. Like, like I said, you don't have to, yeah, you don't have to come to any conclusions. Was what they, I mean, is hiding in the bushes, taking pictures of someone, driving past their house several times a day. Like I read messages. I'm going to do another pass by her house tonight. I'll report back. Like, is that stalking? Maybe that's illegal. I don't know. And then I think about, you know, Sarah, like, yes, I've moved on that I'm in such a good place right now. And listen, me ending up in rehab was was one of the best things that ever happened to me because it, it gave me the tools to handle everything else that was going to continue happening to me down the line. Like that saved my life. But the reason, and this isn't an, an excuse, because one of the most important things in sobriety is like owning your shit, owning that nobody, you know, put the pills in your hand, put the bottle in your hand. Like that was your decision. But I don't think there's anything wrong with saying, would I have been in that position and needing to cope? Like to, I felt like I needed to escape to survive if all these people weren't doing this to me. If I want, hadn't have been being stalked and harassed, because that's when I was using, when I was terrified alone in my house at night. Like they, they had a hand in destroying my life. So, yeah, that's where I'm at right now. What I'm, what I'm doing for my mental health is I'm giving myself just a little bit of time to talk about it, to think about it. And then I shut it. I don't look at, I don't look at the evidence anymore. I don't talk to people about it anymore. I don't, you know, like, even if it's talking with my family, whoever, I just, I shut the door. I give it, you know, a little bit of time, a couple times a week. And that, it, that's good. Like right now, this is the most riled up I've been. Like my voice is shaking, fighting back tears. But afterwards, I'm going to shut the door. I'm not going to dwell on it. I'm going to walk away and I'm going to revisit it later when I feel like my, my reserves are, my emotional reserves are built back up, if that makes sense. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? Oh, this is, this is, you know, another chapter. You need those boundaries, yes. those like emotional boundaries that you don't let this, this shit just consume you every day because that's what I did before. I let it consume me all day, every day. So I'm keeping that in mind, but all right. Well, I mean, look, there's no rush to be continued. Well, you know, take it. You, you've, your instincts, your prayers have never let you down before. So it will, you know, it will all come to light. And um, I know people will reach out to you too and give you their advice because I, I love our listeners always have lots of smart advice um, that sometimes we don't even think of. So they're the best. They've been with me through all of this, and I, I, I love you guys dearly. Okay. So much. You got to work on that damn book, girl. I mean, you, uh, well, you got to write me. a book. I, oh my gosh, that is a life goal of mine. Hmm. I do wish like 
Oh, I don't even know if I should say this, but whatever. And then we can end it. But I kind of wish like all the women from the morning show, all you guys, not me, but the ones who work there would all get together and write a tell all book of what it was like going through that, because it could be it could be a movie if people knew everything that went on behind the scenes. Well, I have thought about that. I have thought about, I've never, I kind of work more in the unscripted, which basically means reality TV, but I kept thinking that my time on that show is definitely a scripted, it's like a dark scripted succession um, HBO show. It's crazy. And then if it was because you were each a different time periods, like if it was you and then like Mel and then Danny and then who knows, maybe you get Riley on board and you guys all just told the progression of what went on. That. Okay. Wouldn't that be something? Wouldn't that be, that would be, I mean, you could be in it. Poor Sammy K. Sammy's like trying to move on. He's like totally moved on. He's like, everybody has, I mean, everybody has, but to your point, it's not like you're seeking these things. It's like they pop back up. And sometimes I wonder, is that the universe? Is that God trying to tell you something that they, that this, these things keep appearing, you know, um, is there a bigger purpose? Is that why these things are presented to you? I don't know. I was not, I was not looking for it whatsoever. This just fell into my lap completely Mm. unexpectedly. And yeah, I don't know, my friend. I guess we'll find out. Well, Ms. Pink Monster on Instagram. That's where most people message you. Oh my gosh. Somebody come follow me on TikTok. TikTok. I'm trying. I cannot break a hundred followers. And how sad is that? Like tens of thousands everywhere else. TikTok hates me, but I'm like legit trying. So if I could just get four people that listen to this to go follow me over there then I won't feel so bad about myself. Um, well, don't feel bad because TikTok, you only grow if you put out a ton of videos. You have to drop like a video every day or I drop like five videos at one time and that trips the algorithm. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And unfortunately with TikTok too, I mean, it's like quantity over quality. It's That's what it is now with all of these social media platforms. They just want you on 24-7 because then they can – more engagement means they can advertise. More, more of their ads are seen by people. So it's not you. People love you. I always tell people now, pick the platform you enjoy because then you're going to post and just do one platform and repost your other stuff when you think about it to the others and don't worry about the growth because it's hard. You can't grow on any of them. Same with same with YouTube. YouTube wants you to go live. They want you to post videos every day. They want you to post shorts. And all of these platforms are fighting for you to be on there platform the most so if you show engagement all the time then they reward you but if you don't or if you start and you stop then they ding you it's it's not you no i know i know but it's frustrating it's frustrating all right my friend i'm gonna go do parent teacher conferences love you you so much um more podcasts. I've booked myself with too many podcasts, but I do get to go to acupuncture this afternoon, which is my oh, happy nice. place. So that'll be good. Um, well, all right. All right. Now we'll talk to you talk soon. See you next month. Bye, honey. Bye. Bye.